Welcome to Bow Talks, a podcast by Banking on Women, which is a student society at the University of Melbourne. We are dedicated to empowering, educating and encouraging our members in the financial and professional services industries. Bo would like to respectfully acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulon Nations, who are the traditional custodians of this land, on which we will be recording this podcast on. We pay our respect to their elders past, present and emerging. We are in conversation with Grace here, a JD candidate from Melbourne Uni, and um, Grace was also a student who studied her BCom and graduated at the end of last year, majored in marketing and management. Um, Grace is in with us today to speak about um, a possible career pathway a BCom graduate could have, and that's through the JD pathway. Um, hi, Grace. Welcome. Hi. Thank Thanks you. for coming in. That's okay. Um, so we'll straight get into it. Um, tell us a bit about yourself, um, what your passions are outside of um, studying and work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as you introduced, I'm in my first year of JD this year. My passions outside of studying and work, I've been trying to come up with a passion or start a passion. Yeah. Um, I've taken on knitting, which is so random. Yeah. I've only made like one scarf so far, but um, yeah, I'm trying to do things more outside of my study and work. So I guess that could be my passion for now. Yeah, yeah cool. that's exciting. Um, we'll walk down the memory lane a little and go back to about three to four years back when mm-hmm. you first started doing your BCom. Yeah. Um, let's talk about what interested you in pursuing marketing and management as your majors and also the sort of subject choice you had, which helped you out with your JD application as well and also any extracurriculars you did outside of classes. Yeah yeah so I started my Bachelor of Com because I've always wanted to go into the JD pathway at Melbourne. Um, obviously you need to do an undergrad before so commerce was just kind of a random pick yeah. to be honest. I was almost going to do arts oh, okay. but I changed literally on the day. Yeah. Um, marketing and management I've always had an interest for marketing. I think if I wasn't doing law or if law wasn't an interest of mine, then I would have gone straight into marketing. So that was really lucky for me. Um, In terms of my subjects, I guess to do with marketing and management specifically, I started with principles of marketing, ended up really liking it. And that's why I chose to major in um, both of them. And with my breaths, obviously Melbourne has that breath system. Uh, so while I was in undergrad, I used a lot of my breaths to try and like study JD, like yeah. not JD, but law related subjects. Yeah. So I did consumer law, um, intellectual property law, AI, ethics and the law and law and society, which was like an ethics thing as well. Um, so I utilized the breath system a lot to kind of trial studying law related things. Yeah. Um, and I really lo- enjoyed it and liked it, which is why I ended up going into that pathway as well. Yeah. Uh, extracurricular I only really got involved with the uni club in my last year which is where we met yeah. <laughs> at ICSS yeah um, I regret it a lot everyone always yeah, tells sure. you to get involved as soon as you can and yeah. I should have taken the advice so I would also recommend yeah. any um, undergrad undergrad student to get involved yeah but yeah ICSS was a really good opportunity to meet new people um obviously that's where we met as well and i've still got some friends that i keep in touch with from that club 
so yeah i would really highly recommend getting involved oh, <laughs> even yeah. if it's in your last year yeah i'm just gonna um jump in and say that chris was one of the most active people the most humble and also the most helpful um in the club that was actually my first club as well when i first joined uni so yeah um i'm kind of regretful for you as well for not joining sooner but um yeah moving on from there let's straight dive into what interested you or what fancied you in a career in law and especially pursuing a JD um so like you said you did get into the BCom wanted to do the JD after um so what was it that you saw um a classic career in marketing or management didn't have that you could have possibly um had and discovered um after having studied law yeah so i would say that what a BCom grad role and a JD grad role or clerkship or the equivalent offers is um, really different. Uh, I guess the content is really different to start with. Obviously, BCom is a lot about business and such, and law is just a whole different field of things. Um, so I didn't necessarily think that marketing and management or BCom wouldn't offer me anything. It was more that my interest in law overrode that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I would still say that, you know, as I mentioned before, if I didn't have an interest in law, I would have gone into a marketing grad job and gone down that marketing career path. Um, but that, I guess, passion for law that I've yeah. always had is what took me off that path and into the JD. Sure. Yeah, so going on from there, I'm sure JD is for someone who is really passionate about it. Um, given the numerous stories we've heard about the struggles and all of the hardships that you have to go through, so um, kudos to you for making the decision. Um, we'll first get into the application process now. Um, so around when did you decide that you did want to? Okay, let's say you did decide you wanted to go to the JD even mm -hmm. before, but when did you start applying? Like, um, when was the start of the application process? And yeah, what were some of the um qualifications or prerequisites that you needed to have to qualify? for you even to apply for one yeah so i started looking into applications in the middle of my last year of bcom yeah um, i actually applied to melbourne monash and deacon jd yeah. yes <laughs> in that order of preference uh -huh, okay. um, yeah. because with melbourne they took out the lsat after covid oh, yeah. so lsat used to be like an extra test um, and they used to combine your lsat with your wham but now they just have wham so oh, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say there's like eligibility criteria, like it's not that you need a specific WAM to apply, yeah. but obviously a more competitive WAM is more favourable when you do apply. Oh, yeah. Um, also, I wasn't like the most high scoring student or anything like that in yeah. my VCOM. Um, my WAM was like, you know, decent, but it wasn't crazy high like oh, other yeah. people. So I utilised the Grand Access Melbourne I guess scheme. Oh yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like a C's equivalent for masters programs or postgrad oh, okay. programs. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of eligibility criteria there. I use the difficult circumstances one, which is quite broad, um, because I particularly had a hard time studying during lockdown. Oh yeah. So I would say that even though people think you need a crazy worm and like yeah. a crazy score to get into JD or any other postgrad, um, it's People shouldn't be discouraged by that. Like, if they have a passion for what they're about to study, then you should look into other services. Grand Access Melbourne is a really supportive and easy to navigate mm -hmm. service. So, yeah, 
Right. Okay. That <laughs> definitely sounds like a lot of work. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for the details, Grace. Um, so going on from there, obviously you've gone through the prereqs. You know you've got the eligibility to apply for, and um, you said you started applying in your last semester. Yes. As well. Um, so going on from there onwards, um, what were some of the tough decisions that you had to make? Because I'm sure decision making was all a part of it. Um, yeah, just take us through some of the tough decisions you had to make and what was your mental state and the thoughts you were going through like? Yeah, so obviously it's really nerve-wracking yeah. <laughs> after you've applied and before your offer comes in. Um, the offers came in, you know, Deacon first, Monash second, Melbourne third. Uh, so okay. <laughs> I was Complete the opposite. opposite yeah, one. exactly. <laughs> So I I had a little bit of leeway before I had to accept the previous two oh, yeah. um, and I got my Melbourne offer. So that was really, really nerve wracking, yeah. obviously, because I had come into the BCom to do JD at Melbourne oh, as well. Yeah, for sure. um, decision making wise, I think the biggest decision I had to make was because the JD is very expensive. Oh, yeah. Um, I realized that my hex wasn't going to cover it. Yeah. So... Obviously, if you get a Commonwealth-supported place, which is more competitive, then your fees are lower. But a full-fee place is really high in yeah. cost. So sure. I had to make a really big decision whether to, I guess, embark on my actual JD journey even after I got my offer oh, yeah. and figure out a way to pay off the gap between my hex and the fees yeah. as I went, um, which I'm glad that I figured out a plan for that. Yeah. But that was probably my biggest decision because it's such a big step towards a whole nother course so that was definitely something to consider yeah yeah nice um so going on from there onwards you've made the decisions you've finally accepted it and you're in yay (laughs) thank you um afterwards tell us a bit of uh, some of the resources and um guidance or direction you received just as you stepped into the jd let's say even from um school university like support service staff members or any like other resources that you got into any support that you got just as you stepped in yeah so as I started my course at the start of the year um there was well in my undergrad there's I knew with a course advisor yeah. yeah so that helped as well to get some information um in terms of the law like as a faculty they're really supportive yeah. um Every first year, like JD student has to do a compulsory summer intensive oh. at the start of their first year. Yeah. So that was very supportive and kind of easing us into the JD. Yeah. Um, there's also sort of like um, LSS, like student society run um, programs. Oh, yeah. In my first semester, I signed up to Eagle, which was kind of like a revision slash like assignment writing guidance yeah. support service thing oh, right. that was run by students or older students yeah um which is very helpful but yeah apart from that i think i pretty much just figured everything out oh, yeah. with um the help of my friends yeah but yeah that w- those would be like the support services i would recommend okay. and i had used do. Mm-hmm. yeah um, so once you've started all of that after your first couple of weeks mm-hmm. and um, first semester, yeah, I, I also got to say you didn't almost complete a year in JD, right? By yes, the end of close. This year. <laughs> yeah, almost there. Yeah. So yeah, congratulations Thank on you. that as well. 
um so afterwards you actually got into it and started exploring the different subject areas the mm-hmm. themes that they cover um did you come across any similarities between the bcom you studied a few years back to the jd and we'll also go through because i'm definitely sure um the differences overpower the similarities so yes. yeah um we'll just touch a bit on both of them yeah um so i would say the jd to study is not like anything i've done before and yeah. i think not like anything a lot of people have done before um even like arts undergrads who i would say had the most like similar ish course oh, yeah. structure found it really difficult um it's a whole new way of writing yeah. a whole new way of doing your assignments a whole new it's almost like a new language to learn which is pretty nuts but you know yeah. if you have the passion, passion for it you find it Absolutely. fun yeah um so i would say there's as you said more differences than similarities with the jd and the bcom um even how the course is structured in terms of classes we don't have any lectures we only have seminars oh, yeah. uh we don't have any tutes and so every subject is like a 2 to 4 hour oh, okay. class yeah. every week depending on the subject once or twice um and that's pretty much all the resources that you have in terms of getting a teacher to yeah. teach you and asking questions to a teacher and stuff which is really really different to bcom oh yeah i know in bcom i used to just like watch the lectures on yeah. two times speed oh yeah and then go to the tutes for one hour and then be out oh, yeah but it's a lot more interactive and a lot more of a community based oh yeah i think um learning process at least is what i found yeah yeah nice um so now that you've almost completed a year let's look back let's be a bit reflective and also give out a few exclusive details out <laughs> as um in this part of the podcast so um now that you've been through the application process and studying almost for an entire year what were some of the things that no one ever told you about or you had no clue about before you started the JD and turns out these are also a part of it once you actually did get into it like what were the certain things that you only figured out once you did start and yeah so basically tell us a bit up of those um details and sneak peeks that only a jd student would know um which could possibly be helpful for those who are looking to start their jd pathway once they've graduated yeah um i would say the biggest thing that i didn't realize until i started my jd was kind of what I touched on before how community based yeah. the courses um I feel like it's because everyone's struggling so yeah. everyone everyone you know can relate to each other's struggles because oh, yeah. it's a hard course yeah. to do um and a lot of work and so especially with the intensive subject that I mentioned yeah. in first year I think I underestimated how important it would be to connect with people there oh, yeah. um you know obviously I did connect with people but yeah. Uh it was kind of a different environment to commerce. I think with commerce people are very independent. Yeah. Uh whereas with the JD everything's in a group. Yeah, yeah, everyone's always hanging around uni because there's so many classes and there's just so much work to do. So everyone's always in the building and things like that. So yeah. I would say really taking advantage of the opportunities at the start to socialize. Um the faculty does a really good job of hosting events in the society. Yeah. Um hosting events to give people that opportunity, mm-hmm. especially for people who didn't know a lot of people in their undergrad or yeah. came from overseas to start the JD or anything like that. Um you know, there's 
camp, there's like drinking events, there's oh, yeah. trivia, all those things. So really getting involved at the start of the year in your first year, um, I'd say is important to build your support system. Yeah. Other than that, um, I would say I had a hard time adjusting to how to learn oh, in yeah. JD, um, how to take notes, how to organize your notes, how to study for exams during swap back. Like these were all things that I thought I had figured out by the time I graduated commerce, which I had to relearn just because the, the course was so different. Yeah. Um, so I would say also getting in touch with older students and seeing how they've done their past year or two uh, would really help. Oh, yeah. I know that I was, for example, like taking notes on everything my first couple of weeks. And then by the time I talked to a second year student, she was like, that's so useless. Yeah. And she was right. Like I didn't use any of the, those notes yeah. when I was studying for my exams. Yeah. So the more you open yourself up to getting to know people both in your year and the older year levels, um, the more you can, I guess, shortcut into the right way to study for a JD. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, Thanks (laughs) for that. Um, Yeah, so going on from there, let's talk a bit about making it a reality afterwards. So um, I do know a lot of people are keen on getting their hands on a job in Mm -hmm. the first day of their JD itself. Um, which you have been able to secure one. Um, before we get into the specifics, let's talk a bit about how integral it is for a JD student, like not even someone who's graduated with a JD, a JD student to get their hands on a job and get that practical experience while they're studying. Yeah, um, I would say the importance of a job while you're studying your JD really depends on what you prefer. Yeah. Like I personally really like love to work Yeah. <laughs> and all throughout my BCom I worked as well, um, like four days a week while doing my subjects. Yeah. And so I find the, having the job aligned with my course. So doing both at the same time is really beneficial for me. Yeah. Um, I'm just for some context, I guess, I'm currently working as a legal assistant at yeah. Maxim Injury Lawyers. And even though I'm working as a legal assistant and not a lawyer or even a paralegal, it really puts things that I've learned into context. Um, for example, like literally last week, I read a case about like a lawyer-client relationship and they were just saying these like key terms like cost agreement, like yeah. whatever, whatever, that I would have had no idea what that meant oh, yeah. if I hadn't been working at my job. It's not necessary knowledge to understand the case, but it did help put things into context in my mind. So I would say if that's something that you like find valuable, then I would recommend getting a job. But I would say it's not as like compulsory, I guess, the same way like BCom. Oh, yeah thinks that it's compulsory to work yes. while doing your degree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you've got like the freedom to basically go what you after. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. Um actually now that you brought it up, I was gonna ask it anyway, but let's talk a bit about your job, what you do on a day to day basis. Did yeah. you always want to get into injury law or was it something you came across and just fell in love with? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Um day to day at my job, so basically the job of a legal assistant is kind of the admin tasks. Um, So you're assigned to a lawyer and you help the lawyer sort of do all the little admin things that they don't have time to do pretty much. Um, But it's really rewarding. It's, you know, for example, like right now, because I'm working at a personal injury firm, 
it's requesting like records and reports that are related to the client it's like keeping on t in contact with the client um arranging appointments for them it's like drafting claim forms and application forms um, and putting those through so it's a lot of nitty-gritty tasks yeah. um with personal injury i actually didn't even know what that was until i started my jd oh yeah um but when i studied torts in my first semester which i really really enjoyed it yeah. i began like getting interested in medical negligence but i realized that medical negligence is so niche yeah, <laughs> and sure. like no one just specializes in medical yeah. negligence at least to my knowledge i mean who knows yeah so the broader category for that was personal injury uh and then i was lucky enough to have a friend whose cousin whose best friend yeah. worked for a personal injury firm and was looking for a legal assistant oh, so that kind of just aligned coincidentally but yeah. yeah i'm very grateful for that aligning because it is something that i wanted to check out i guess what the practical experience oh, was yeah, like for sure literally even i didn't know a thing like that existed until yeah. like, i spoke to you but then i did like research a bit about it before i talk and i was like oh my god this actually makes sense and it's like really important yeah yeah so that's great um so going on from there um so um you spoke about how getting a job isn't that integral unless it's something you want to do mm -hmm. um so you've anyway got the freedom to go for it but let's um sort of differentiate between someone who's currently working while studying and someone who isn't do you think the one who is at work gets an edge over uh, being able to understand concepts better because they are practicing it at work um in terms of studying and grasping the content and basically getting through the jd well with a good score does working alongside help in that context um i would say yes and no yeah <laughs> which is a really you know abstract answer but it's just because for example i'm working in personal injury right now so a lot of things that are related to personal injury or something around that field are easier for me to understand when oh, i yeah. study them study them at school but it doesn't help with any other sort of field of law like it doesn't help me with my contract subjects it doesn't oh, really yeah. help me with I don't do constitutional law, um, yeah. thank God, but <laughs> it wouldn't help me with that. that yeah. Um, so just because there are so many fields, oh, yeah. uh, I would right. say, yes, it helps for the field that it's relevant to, Yeah. but no in the way that you don't need that practical knowledge to be able to understand to the same extent yeah. that someone who has it can, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Just makes it a little bit easier to understand in those specific knowledge areas yeah yeah oh okay cool um we almost come to the end actually just um yeah touching upon everything we spoke about honestly i know i said this a lot already but like literally hats off to you because i mean i've got like my nerdy sides as well but i don't think i'll ever have like the guts to actually go into jd because with everything you're hearing and i'm sure you've heard even more when you were applying so yeah literally i mean Grace is living proof for it. So I hope our listeners get um, a lot of insight into the JD as well um, through this. So finally, like for final remarks, um, let's speak of basically what you would want to do afterwards. Like what's open for Grace from here on? I mean, sure, you're going to have to complete your JD. Let's talk a bit about how long that's going to take, whether you are interested in pursuing another area of law while studying and yeah, what are your future goals like? 
Yeah, um, so right now I've planned my degree over four years. It's usually three years full time, but oh. I just went part time this semester so I can work alongside it. Yeah. Um, so hopefully <laughs> four years I'll complete it. Yeah. If not, like it honestly might go into four and a half, but I personally don't mind that much staying for a little longer if I can work next to it. Uh, after that, I'm pretty sure it's the PLT, oh, okay. <laughs> which is like practical legal training. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I don't know many details about the process after I graduate. Yeah. Um, I know that there is one, like you can't become a lawyer straight away. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't be, you know, take everything I say with a grain of salt yeah. for that part because uh, I haven't looked into that fully yet. But yeah, so after that, it would be going into hopefully a law firm, um, practicing as a lawyer. And then I'm not exactly sure, just because I think the more that I study the course, the more I realize there's so many things I didn't know existed. Oh, yeah, for sure. So even with personal injury, I really, really enjoy it now. Yeah. Um, but there's all these new subjects that I do every semester oh, yeah. that I didn't know were like that. And yeah. I feel like, oh, <laughs> maybe this one's fine as well. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure. So I think my plan for now is after I start to practice, sort of moving through different fields. Um, hopefully I land on one that I really, really enjoy more than everything else. Yeah. Uh, and then to go up from there. <laughs> yeah. Exciting. Yeah. Um, good luck with all of that. And yeah, I'm really excited for you. So um, hopefully we'll be able to catch up in a couple of years actually. And yeah, um, talk a bit more about that. So um, to end things, let's um, give out a, a few pieces of advice and resources or even um helplines that have helped you throughout your BCom because I'm sure you've been planning to get to the JD since BCom so um during your BCom during your application process and for the past year you've been pursuing your JD any um striking resources helplines that sort of help you out that you would like to share with yeah um I think because JD is notoriously known for being connections based yeah um, which BCom is as well, but I feel it more during Indeed. the JD. Yeah. Um, I would have something that I would have loved to have, um, starting from the start of my BCom onwards, is someone who's gone through the process themselves. Um, I didn't have any friends or any like anyone I knew who were in older year levels or anything like that. Um, until I guess I made those friends while I was inside the JD yeah. course. So I would say that even though, you know, course advisors and the website and things like that give you information, you get the most insight out of people who are currently studying the JD or have studied the JD in the past. And something that I really encourage um, anyone who's interested in applying or anyone who's starting out in the JD is yeah. literally just to like look for someone who does it and message them. Again, like I said before, because the course is so full on, everyone's yeah. really open to helping each other out. Yeah, so that's a real good advantage to take, um, yeah, take advantage of. And no one will ever be like ignoring you. If anything, if someone messaged me and asked me about JD advice, I'd be like more than like too willing to help. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, everyone understands the spot that people are at when they're just about to apply or when they're in their undergrad thinking of applying and the struggles with that. So I would say even reaching out like to literally randoms like on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, anyone can always reach out to me. 
then you could get the most inside out of sort of those sources yeah oh yeah i can like totally see you getting a lot of like linkedin dms <laughs> i'm happy to <laughs> yeah happy to help. but yeah thanks for that um so finally mm-hmm. um let's get to the end um, was everything worth it after all yeah i would say so yes um i was really really lucky to find that studying the JD course confirmed what I had thought what the course was going to be like yeah even with its challenges and it's been like a really up and down journey so far and I'm sure it'll be even more up and down as I go but just the fact that I confirmed that I do have a passion of studying law and a oh, passion yeah, for, for practicing sure. law I would say um was worth yeah worth, <laughs> worth whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, so with that, we've come to the end of our podcast. Thanks so much for coming in, Grace. I'm sure you were truly inspiring. I mean, I never considered doing law, but you literally <laughs> inspired me to like, literally, yeah, do um, the best you can at everything. And we wish you all the very best. I'm mm-hmm. sure you'll thrive in the industry. And yeah, thanks for coming along. That's all right. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bow Talks. Please do follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Banking on Women. Thank you, everyone. Bye.